Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Cassinari-King. Today, I'm delighted to have Daniel Corey from Standish, Maine. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And on this horrible Monday evening in November with rain, you drove over an hour to get here, which I really appreciate. Over the river and through the woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, I, I'm so delighted to meet you because I saw your show at Todd Benita's a year ago or so and just fell in love with your work. Um, I love the, the bright colors, the chroma so high. It's just amazing. So um, have you always been a New Englander? Yes, yes. I was born in uh, Taunton, Massachusetts. Okay. And um, after I lived in Brazil for about two years, that's another long, it's a whole podcast. We're going to get story. there a little bit. So think of, okay. the, think, of the, think of the cliff notes, but we're going to get there. <laughs> okay. Um, for about two years. And then when I came back, um, went to, came to visit up to Maine to visit some family and uh, just really liked the area. Oh, okay. And uh, so made the move. Nice. Yeah. What is your earliest recollections of anything artistic? What do you remember doing? Oh, that's, that's easy. Um, I was a young, just a young boy. Um, my grandmother was a painter. Oh. She, um, she studied uh, basically Boston school. I, I can't remember her teacher's name, but okay. you know, there were realistic paintings, um, good color, nothing exaggerated, but the drawing was always, um, always accurate, but not labored. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day, you know, I asked her about drawing and, and she responded, you know, that she could draw anything, not bragging, just that, you know, the right amount of time. And maybe that confidence in the way she said it kind yeah. of, I was like, okay, well, I, I gave her this little figure and <laughs> anyone could look this up. There's a, there's a figure from, I think, Battlestar Galactica. And he's a green, snotty looking character. It was gross. Lots of oh. wrinkles and creases. And, and was this a challenge? This was a challenge. So oh. I, I gave it to her and she drew it. I wish I still had that drawing because wow. that was it for me. I was like, this is possible. Wow. Um, you know, of course, you know, a little kid, I didn't put anything serious to it, but I did yeah. do a lot of drawing from comics after that. Mm-hmm. Still have some of those. Nice. So what was her medium, her preferred? Oil paint. Oil paint. Yeah. And did you ever get to watch her paint? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She would uh, set up at the kitchen table. Um, oh. She had a back room in the house, but it was always cold. So she would set up on the kitchen table instead. And, yeah. and she would use turpentine and nice fresh linseed oil and the whole house just smelled <laughs> glorious. Um, That's the draw, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's addictive. Awesome. Okay, so what did you do throughout, you know, junior high, high school, and did you pursue art in college? Junior, uh, junior high or middle school um, was sixth to eighth grade for me, mm-hmm. and I had a teacher. Um, oh, I just brought, brought back my Boston I just accent. Right I said away. teacher. 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 Um, <laughs> Snuck out. Yeah, Mrs. Blivin, if you're listening to this, thank you. Um, she, well, she had a, she had us do a, a thing just in our regular art class in the middle school. And, um, it was draw this still life. And she set up 
you know, spools of, of string and small boxes of color. And, and she said, but, but draw it with, use these cray pots, these color, you know, mm -hmm. color wax uh, crayon things. And basically draw it with the colors that are not there. Draw colors to represent what's happening. So I was in, you know, maybe seventh grade, I'm guessing. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is going to be awesome. I get to use all these colors. Like this was, I don't know why I'd never done this before in my right. life. And so I remember, I remember in my head, I can close my eyes and still see it was a, you know, maybe a five inch tall spool of red string with, you know, the brown ends on it. Kind of what you picture if you thought of a spool of string. And uh, the shadow side had deep reds and bright reds and violets. And the, and the lit side had oranges and just a little bit of yellows and, of course, some bright red. And uh, and that's it. She she thought I was, you know, this great thing. She just kept pushing me and pushing me. Yeah. And she invited me to start doing the after school thing. Wow. And uh, I remember a young kid sat for portraits and I drew it. And I got a likeness. And it was really just yeah, it started young. It yeah. Started, yeah. That's amazing. Did your grandmother ever give you coaching on drawing? Uh, we did a painting together. She bought me my first paint set, okay. um, which didn't really work out well because she was used to using real, you know, uh, let's say real paint supplies. And the, the little box set I got yeah. was not yeah. up to snuff and it turned into a mess. I still have the painting. It's <laughs> That's nice. So you were, you basically had some natural talent that you were developing she told me that she lied to me well she told me <laughs> like, oh you have the eye you have the eye you can do this this is this is your thing and this is grandma or the teacher my grandmother my grandmother um the teacher was just enthusiastic yeah. and, and pushing she wanted me nice. to do more of it so. so that was middle school what about high school high school um i ended up going to a vocational school which, uh, to be honest, my grades didn't let me go into the commercial art program at first. Mm -hmm. um, I had to do printing. So I was in there learning to set type with basically casting them in lead mm -hmm. and, you know, laying out pages with black tape and wow. wax, laying out letters. And it was a very unnecessary education. I was going to say, you're Because a year or two later, <laughs> a year or two later, there was, yeah, a year or two later, there was computer programs doing all yeah. this. And so, but then eventually, um, by the end of junior year, I got to switch to okay. the commercial art program, which let me graduate some kind of honestly useless certificate of <laughs> completion. And, um, yeah. Okay. So what did you do after that? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I, I, um, I had believed that I was going to Art Institute of Chicago and ah. I wanted, you know, and then I had this really brilliant idea. I don't know if I saw it in a movie. I want to take a year off. Yeah. And I started working at a, some warehouse job and it was, then you have the money to buy a car and then you buy a car and then the payments last for more than a year. Yeah. And next thing you know, you don't pay attention and you're just living life. And mm -hmm. Every once in a while I would paint, but it was just a very distant thing for me. I didn't, really touch it again until until my late mid late 20s mm -hmm. and then did you decide this is the career i want no no um i just knew that i loved it you okay. know, so i was back to it again with that that thing of living in brazil i get to spend a lot of time doing that a lot of time painting so what like, what took you to brazil that again that is a a long story to okay to try and just put it Some in quick ways. terms okay. yeah i i got married the woman was brazilian yeah. And um, this is three years after 9-11 and our, mm -hmm. our immigration control was 
maybe a little hyperactive, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you the quick, the quickest way possible. Okay. I went. We went on a honeymoon. This went from the Galveston, Texas, to the northern tip of South America. We had never even got off the boat in South America. But when we returned back to port after this week-long oh, thing, oh they questioned, did you get on this cruise yeah. halfway through yeah. to not drag out this story anymore? Um, they, they recommended that she go back to the country uh, of origin in Brazil. And um, so we did that. We did the right thing. We thought we did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, one week short of two years later, and thousands of dollars in mm. immigration work and letters of recommendation from uh, John Kerry and uh, trying to think of the other, oh, the other politicians that wrote these, rec you know, these letters of please help these people out. They've done nothing wrong. You know, yeah. um, it finally came through. Mm. So, so, but you had some painting experience. I got there. some painting experience in. And were, were there teachers you just found or you searched for or serendipitously met? Um, if I'm being completely honest, um, <laughs> I, I had a David LaFell book. Okay. And if you look at my work, there's no connection to David LaFell in my work right now, maybe through abstract pink shapes, like pieces of paint here and there, you know, there's still a little lingering, but man, I tried to figure out the riddle of that book for years. I reread it 30 times mm -hmm. and I read the book. It's very riddly. Okay. It's very riddle like, and he's, I think the best, the best quote in the book is they live like they drive. That's my favorite. That's my takeaway. Okay. And I love it. Yeah. yeah. He's a very intelligent man. Okay. And his paintings are obviously beautiful. Yeah. So I just reread, I did that. I just did a lot of painting, a lot of terrible paintings. And, and were you painting in oils at the time? Oils, or? watercolor, whatever I could kind of get had. there. You know, mm -hmm. there's, yes. there was not the art supplies that we have here. Right. But right. still plenty, but just not as, not as vast. Right. And what about just taking in art? Were there opportunities yeah. for that? Yeah. There's, there's some museums there and, um, Unfortunately, a lot of, I guess, like the art you would see in public uh, when you're in South America, at least the parts I, that I would, a uh, little disclaimer there, um, were kind of, they're selling these things in the mall and they were abstract paintings that had like bicycle sprockets glued to them and it was, it was garbage. <laughs> um, but every once in a while you'd come across like, you know, sure. a, a museum that had a, you know, someone who kind of was in the impressionist vein, someone mm. color harmonies I'd never seen before. Nice, you know, nice use of something different, which is really all I look for. Mm -hmm. We're just a little something different. Yeah. All righty. So you came back. When did you get serious about art? Whew. Okay. So move up to Maine and um, I started a job working in a kitchen where my wife at the time is working let's just say a better position than mine. I got a job washing dishes and occasionally I got to do some side work. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time I um, I was closing in on my mid thirties, you know, early thirties, mm -hmm. kind of not the time of your life where you want to be just washing dishes 50 something hours a week. It's, right, it's, right. I was pretty miserable. Ready for change. Yeah. And, um, you know, disclaimer, the, the marriage did not work out. You know, we eventually uh, went separate ways mm -hmm. and, um, but the one thing I will always owe her is the slap in the butt to pursue it. Mm. And she told me to quit that job mm -hmm. after, you know, after some time of doing it and to focus on this. And it was a terrible decision. The paintings were, they were just awful. So it was not the right time. Oh, it was complete ignorance. Okay. It, was, it was complete. Yeah. Absolute ignorance that okay. made that decision happen. Not her ignorance. I mean, it was, sure. that was made out of love. Um, but the decision to actually do it. 
I've always had this weird thing in life where, where something always ends up happening. Like mm. whether it's a, I mean, I've been down to my last $50 before and then out of nowhere, big sales will happen and it, it'll just, that then it won't happen again. You know, it's kind of a feast and famine kind of thing, mostly famine, um, <laughs> but there's, it's been timely feast. Yeah. Like, uh, so I quit that job. I worked on some paintings. I don't know what I was doing, but I was, I was going to paint and I was just painting everything. Yeah. And, um, were you putting them anywhere? Were you trying to get into galleries at that time? Well, I really didn't get the whole get into galleries thing. You didn't get it? Because I, didn't, you... I didn't really know. I had one bad experience before that, okay. which I can tell you a very funny going, attempting a gallery story if you want. Yeah, sure. And then we'll reconvene back in, okay. uh, at this time of leaving the job. So this is going back, returning from Brazil, temporarily living with my mother. In, in Lakeville, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And I had a, a decent amount of work that I had built up. Um, again, nothing great. So I found this place and, and let's just, it was in a strip mall mm -hmm. and it was a frame shop yeah. that happened to hang maybe 10 paintings. I don't know why I thought this was a gallery I should approach. <laughs> I don't. Was it the only one you've seen in that It area? might have been the maybe only one that, that I'd seen, it, yes. Yeah. And, um, so I went in there and I was like, hi, I'm, I'm a painter and I, I'd like to show you some work to consider hanging here. And, and I don't know, I, I had no idea how it worked. There was no, right. I don't even know what the internet was yet. I was not like, I was not savvy to any of it. Yeah. So like, okay, come back. And it was a weird time though. We come back in three weeks or something. They gave me some weird date. And so I go there and I'm bringing a stack of paintings. I brought everything like, oh, I should bring that one too, just in case they <laughs> like that style or I'm talking paintings that were four years old, paintings that were yeah. 10 years old, paintings that I did the week before that I'm not even sure if they were fully dry. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was a complete nightmare. Oh and no. I walk in with a stack in my hands, you know, it was a, about the size of a milk crate and it was not balanced. And one of the top paintings was this approximately 10 by 16 or so framed watercolor with, you know, thick clunky glass on it. Like it wasn't even a good frame. And, <laughs> And so I nudge the door open and I, I kind of go elbow first and, and the door had one of those, you know, you know how the, sometimes the tensioner on a door has like two stages, mm -hmm. like one of them's really slow mm -hmm. to let the door shut yeah. softly. Well, somehow I'm nudging the door open and it just goes halfway. It's hard. And then it wings open oh, no. and I drop these paintings on their entrance, which is this commercial grade carpet you know, kind of like what's here. And, um, the the watercolor painting shatters. Uh -huh. I remember seeing what looked like small ninja stars just sticking in their floor. It was, oh, yeah. and there was a bunch of people in there, and it was, it was by far the best entrance I've ever made to a gallery. <laughs> um, oh no! But that's 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 my first gallery approach. And did you get in? No, no. The the person <laughs> that gave me the appointment um, went on to try and set up lessons with their partner who was the person whose paintings were hanging there. So they weren't even showing artists. They were oh. just like saying, oh, this is my girlfriend's work. And yeah, yeah. so this, again, more ignorance, uh, mm. you know, the fact that I'm here today doing this is. Yeah, it seems like you didn't really have any mentors. Or, I mean, you didn't really study with anybody either up to that point. Right. Yeah. Up to that point, I didn't. Yeah. Um, Did any of that come into play? Where you had a mentor help you to get into a gallery or yeah, oh, give yeah, you some definitely. direction? And... Um, well, to go back to when I quit the job yeah. washing dishes, I uh, 
basically applied to a local art association to be in one of their group shows. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, divine luck finds me. And <laughs> this uh, older couple that was living out in Bristol, Maine, I'll save their names, but it, uh, long story short, he used to teach at Cooper Union, retired, and she taught at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City, and they loved this small painting I did. And wow. So they bought it immediately, and conversation started, and they eventually offered um, me and my wife at the time a very large apartment for like 400 a month, and, you know, to get going and to, like, take wow. the burden off of oh. her. You know, it was like a very, I get yeah. chills now just thinking about yeah. how sweet they are. Uh, he's passed since. Yeah, just divine luck. I don't know, or intervention right. or something. I don't know what it is, but That's I'm awesome. thankful for it. Yeah. So then did you end up studying with anybody down the road? I did. Or did you get into galleries before that? Or what was the progression? The um, Well, that same art association, I ended up, I guess, donating time or, you know, mm -hmm. working there, you know, like, like six hours a week or something for, mm -hmm. uh, like, to donate. And then eventually... Colin Page was offering a workshop and I was torn. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to study with anyone. And then yeah. I was like, I really like his work and he's my age. And, you know, maybe I'll get to know him. I don't know anyone my age that paints. Who paints that's, you know, dirty. <laughs> right. And um, so I did. I took, the, I took the workshop. They let me work off the, uh, the difference with, you know, donating time to pay for it. And, mm. um, you know, and that's how, that's how that started. I took, I took a workshop with Colin in 2008. Nice. Um, and that that friendship, uh, he ended up writing my letter of recommendation to get the Monhegan Island residency. Right. And that was 2008 or 10? Um, I was on the island in 2009. Nine. So, um, I mean, I think it was it was between his letter of recommendation and another friend, we have to mention John Blamey, mm. uh, who helped me set up a CD with images because, I again, I had no idea what technology Mm. And um, yeah, thanks to those two, I believe I, I got so that. And yeah, that set, up, that set up galleries. Nice. Because like, I received emails after that. I see. Wonderful. I had an email. So. Right. <laughs> well, I think you started a blog around 2008 or 10. Was it? Yeah, it's around? it's still there. Life, yeah, I see it's still life, there. Life from paint. I, I'm up to about one post uh, per year. Per year, I know. But I really, <laughs> it started off a lot better than that. I really do want to get back to it. It's. Yeah. Um, well, I think you even mentioned, you know, that it's the Facebook and the Instagram kind of replaces the blog post. It's more immediate. And but the blog post isn't, you know, every time you post, they're not asking you, do you want to pay extra money so that people that subscribe to this will actually see it? <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, I'd right. like to get back to it. Oh, nice. So how would you describe your work to someone who's never seen it before? If I'm having a good day, it's it's colorful shapes that represent something in reality you know it's not really it's definitely not realism mm -hmm. but it's not abstract expressionism either it's mm -hmm. a, and if it's a bad day if it's a Since bad day, uh, if, if it's a, a if it's a bad day it's looking like someone else's work and if it's a really oh, okay. bad day it's looking like a tight version of someone else's I work i got you nice and i think that's those those that's why i've made a lot of posts over the years um, which I've since erased when Facebook brings them back as a memory about erasing <laughs> paintings. I've made a lot of posts about that. That's okay. like my overwhelming. Most of them should be gone by now. Yeah. I've had a lot. The memories have been going on for two years. Right, right. Erasing <laughs> memories. I love it. <laughs> gone. <laughs> Delete. Um, so tell me a little bit about your process. Do you, you do a lot of plein air painting. 
and studio painting as well? Yeah, I've, I've stepped back from the plein air painting as much. I kind of came across this thing where uh, if you ask yourself the same question enough times, you're, well, if you ask yourself more than one time, your, your answer becomes more creative. So whether it's from a plein air study or it's from a photograph that I feel I can really work from because it's, you know, the, the darks aren't blacked out or the lights aren't washed out, you know, whatever it is, what, doesn't matter the subject. If I can work from something a few times, if I can, if I can make a black and white sketch, uh, you know, simplified, very simplified black and white sketch, um, and then paint from that, mm -hmm. kind of a Bernard approach, um, I'm making my best work. And it's definitely the most me. Mm. Nice. So where's your studio these days? A studio is one half of a living room uh, because I'm working on a studio, uh, which right. is a, a garage that's being converted. Nice. And it's going to be nice. It's going to be really nice. Yeah, I've seen some. Just got the French doors in. The photos on Instagram. Didn't get the wood stove installed in time. Yeah. Probably can't find dried wood, but yeah. Next year. Next year. We'll get them. It'll be great. Um, what do you do if you ever, do you ever feel stuck or blocked? Like I just don't know what to paint or how to paint or. That's, that's the most popular. <laughs> it really is. I mean. Most yeah, popular yeah, theme it's, of every day. Yeah. It's. Um, how do you get over it when you do? I think if you can keep your, if your inspirations can be pure, if, if they can be about shape, if they can be about a color harmony, if they can be, if you can reel it into that, like if you can stop focusing on, mm. you know, maybe the more uh, sentimental or romantic or kind of step back, maybe be a little bit cold about it, you know, just kind of, kind of reel it in a bit and get to the core of it. Simplify. Simplify. Um, mm. I mean, the most simplified work is my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, all right. What is the greatest skill you've learned from painting plein air? That's a good one. Probably to say yes while not actually knowing what someone has asked me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably. So you're not, you don't, you're you're not shy about painting plein air. You just painting no, yeah, you, you're engrossed in what you're doing, and you're not really. No, I get into good conversations sometimes, yeah. but sometimes I'm just I'm at that point where. I'm too into the painting and I really want to, I really want to see what comes next with it. And someone wants to. So they say, you know, can I buy this for a hundred bucks? You say yes. Oh, that's, <laughs> I have a lot of that. I feel like if there was a true social disease, that is the one that afflicts me. It is people asking if they can buy the painting. And then when they find out the price and I've taken a lot off the top, cause I'm like, well, this is just a sketch and I can, yeah. I can, I can give it to you for this. And it's, you know, I'm not really vested in this. Like it's a, uh, I've learned from it. I've got something good and you love it. So let me, let me get it to you. And then they're like, oh, I, I can't do that. So to, who has $75 for a, you know, a paper sketch. Like, oh boy. Like, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I'll be on my site for right. a bit more. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. What about you, you paint in series? Have you done series? Yeah. Well, going back to that, ask yourself the same question more than once, you know, um, I kind of have a uh, kind of a couple lobster boat things that I that I do. Um, I was changing up the color. I, I move it to nocturne. I have sunlit. I have washed out. I kind of hmm. just have fun moving things around with that. Um, I can probably draw it in my sleep by now, but that's not the point. You know, that's, yeah. it's the fun of the color and the shapes. Um, so it's exploratory. Just yeah, I mean, a lot of exploring. I mean, no matter what the shape is, hmm. you can change the colors within it. And that's just fun. Mm. That's, nice. That's why I get up in the morning. 
<laughs> All right, what's your greatest challenges? I think continuing. Like sometimes you end up, uh, you, did, you get a few good paintings in, you know, you're on a roll, mm. things are working right, and that automatically makes life shinier. Everything's better when, you, yeah. when the paintings are working. And sometimes you don't want to go back in a risk of failure. You, you get a little, you, you just hesitant. So that, that's probably the biggest challenge is hmm. getting back on, getting back on the horse when it's running well sometimes, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm trying to think of a better way to put it, but that might just be the best way, yeah. just crudely and honestly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you know when a painting's done? Hmm. What makes you stop and say, oh, wow, it's done? Well, that goes back to the temperament on a good day or a bad day, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always striving for the simplest statement. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just just it. If it's if it's simple and it's saying what I want it to say, then mm. then I'll then I'll know. But if, if it's bugging me, I'm probably going to erase it, even if it's a good looking painting. And you know, so sometimes that extra work when you're ruining a painting, <laughs> no, it, it really it's, I know it's, that. it's, it's important <laughs> I know stuff well. because it really ingrains the lesson for the next right. for the next painting. Right. So. Right. So wipe it and learn. Yeah, I, I don't mind wiping paintings. Yeah. Um, and what do you seek to say with your art? Is there something you're out there trying to make any statements or what do you want people to feel or think? Um, Experience. I mean, I'm always looking for a different, like a new, again, this goes back to the, that inspiration thing of keeping it, keeping it abstract or, or mm. but just color harmonies that people haven't seen, you know, just they, they evoke something in you. I don't, I don't even dared attempt to try and explain what this color harmony does and this color harmony does. But I know some of them make me happy. Some of them make you feel cold and some of them, you know, make you want to sit by a fire. I don't know. Every painting has a different kind of, kind of thing to it. So yeah, I, I'm still trying to digest. Um, I think it was Wassily Kandinsky. It was a small book on color Yeah, and it's kind of like the Edgar Payne book, but on color. It's very hard to digest. Yeah, you I can have think it. you, It's very hard. You can, think, you can think you understand it, and you can think you're smart. I've been reading it for a year. But read it twice, and you'll be like, I don't. I, okay. But there's. Yes. But I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get to the point, like, if I can get to the point where I'm expressing just with that with the color, not like abstract expressions, but just where I have that color thing under control. Sometimes I'll I'll, uh, I'll kill a painting with a terrible drawing because I'm too excited to get to the color, and, oh. you know, and. But I mean, that's the journey. You just gotta... Yeah. I mean, I, I do look at your paintings and sometimes what comes to mind is just the, what, who would do that? And look at how that makes me feel. It's like electric. It's like, oh, who would be so daring? And yet, wow, that works. Yeah, I don't really care. You know, I just, <laughs> just paint. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing and very unique. I've not, I, I don't have anything to compare it with. I, I do love the work. Kind of um, do you teach? Um, every once in a while, I'll get some people emailing me to, to teach a workshop. Um, I have taught before. Uh, it's worked out really well. Mm -hmm. Just haven't just haven't organized it. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'd like to, whether it's online, whether I set up something where... We've got a few cool videos. I yeah. watched The Snowman today. <laughs> well, I mean... That was very cool. Yeah, it's... Eight uh, minute. Uh, speed painting. I, I apologize for the Bing Crosby song three times in a row. <laughs> hey, who can resist Bing? When you have to yeah. lie to YouTube and tell them that you're 
you know, you own the video, the, the music rights. Um, you know, you don't want to do that to too many songs. Oh, no. This reduces my liability to just we didn't hear anything. one lawsuit. <laughs> that was really cool, but I think you have another one too. Another video. Yeah, um, Apples and Lemonade. Apples, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get to. That one had a great White Stripes soundtrack, and then they told me to take it off. But, oh. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. What does success mean to you as an artist? Um, I mean, I'd like to continue it, but I've, I've really already felt that just from, I've, I've had people say they bought a painting because they didn't want to risk not being able to see it again. Yeah. Like, that's that's crazy. Can you? I can feel I can, that. I can, yeah, I could never, I could never fathom someone doing that, like when I started that. Because it brings a response that they want to feel over yeah. and over. Yeah, so th that's really it. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I would like to not be, you know, living on poverty's uh, back porch, but it's a... Uh, Real success, yeah. That that's all I'm asking for. Yeah, yeah. That'd be ideal. Nice um, marketing. You do really well with Instagram. You've been on there a long time. I I post often. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's really key. I don't think I reach too many people, but it's uh, it's okay. I'm still posting it. I get to look back at the stuff and yeah, see what I did a year ago and yeah, two years ago. And you're a musician, I saw. Yep, just um, I just hack away at it. I'm not actually <laughs> not actually a musician, but I love um, it. But like, you're playing in public now. Yes. Yeah. So what brought that change about? Um, I just made it a personal goal. I, uh, mm. For the longest time, for the longest time, I was just using the uh, the guitar in the studio, just sitting back from the easel, looking at the painting. Okay. Uh, just a little blues noodling, nothing nothing fancy, and then you do that for enough years. So I made the goal to go out to an open mic, and uh, mm -hmm. my very first gig actually was uh, with a friend of mine who plays bass. She lost her husband, um, mm -hmm. who played guitar. They were a duo, mm -hmm. and they worked at the restaurant I washed dishes at. Okay. And she got in contact with me years later after her husband passed because I do believe that when you've lost someone, you want to connect around yeah. the loss. You want to, and um, so we connected. We were good, good conversation then, and we continued that. So she asked me, she was like, I'm going to play this gig and I really need someone to sit in on a guitar. And I had no experience. I had, like painting, I it was a terrible decision to go and play in public. <laughs> and it, I don't buy it. it was at a, a nursing home with Alzheimer's patients. Wow. So I had this full crowd of 50 to 60 people. Mm. And um, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah. yeah it was great. And what was the style of music? Uh, we played a bit of everything. I mean, I mean, blues rock would be like what you'd. You put it out. I mean, she kind of held down the groove with the bass, and yeah. if I knew it, I'd play into it. And, I see. Yeah. It is rewarding to play for, especially, I think, Alzheimer's patients with music. Oh, they're eyes just lit up. Yeah. Even with my terrible playing. Yeah, no, their like, music reaches them in places that nothing else can at that point, mm -hmm. and it's amazing to, to connect with them on that level. The, the highlight was uh, playing a B.B. King song, mm -hmm. and then after the song was over, Someone in the audience requested a BB King song. Um, <laughs> oh well, there you go. See, you so I it. played it close enough to at least remind them. That's I was <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a score. <laughs> so <clears throat> um, you've got a good website. What else do you do for marketing? Do you do any other? I tried doing um, Facebook advertising once. Yeah, um, and that turned into them. Apparently, just taking money and no one seeing the post. I don't. I don't understand what they're doing. But 
I would love to actually know how to do that properly because I feel like I could do a lot better. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, do you take any spit like you say Monday morning from you know nine to twelve is my marketing time, or does it just kind of fit into your day? It really just fits in. Mm -hmm. I um, I try. Excuse me. I have tried to have like a regimented yeah thing, but it's. It either happens organically or it just doesn't. Yeah. I've learned that about myself. It's tricky. But you're in a few galleries. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely cut it down. So you're in the Portland Art Gallery. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're Obviously great. in Portland, Maine. Yes. It's and a the, beautiful space and lovely people. Yeah. They've got a great website, too. Uh, Lupine Gallery, Monhegan Island, and the Todd Benina Gallery right here beside us on Siri Street in Portsmouth. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Todd's great. Tell me a little bit about this video, Painting Provincetown. If you are a New Englander, which hopefully uh, you are if you're listening to this, you might remember Christmas tree shop commercials, <laughs> like what's in the basket? And then, <laughs> then someone like, I found this for this price. And, yeah. you know, interesting as far as commercial goes. And um, the gentleman that shot those videos originally took an interest in us. How did he find you? Who like? How did that connection happen? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Oh, okay. But, well, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a member, so I can talk about it, but there's a, uh, a top secret. Society. There is, there is, there really is. <laughs> and it's in Provincetown. So I believe he was a member or he was a friend of a member. Oh. And so some of the guys that I painted with in that group are members. Okay. And that was kind of our home base for that trip we did. Like all yeah. those artists kind of collecting. Yeah. And um, I mean, I can't, I know one thing I can't talk about is the artwork that's in there. Um, but I can say there's some amazing artists that have come through town over the past hundred years. Yeah. And they've left some beautiful small sketches and stuff in there. And, wow. Uh, it's, um, it's not as strict as it used to be. It used to be, you know, it's just strictly men's club. And I believe if you know someone, you can just, you can get in to see this stuff. Hmm. So if you're in Provincetown, uh, let me know and I'll try and get you. Wow. Get you in there. Pretty cool. All right. And that's on YouTube. It's called painting Provincetown. Um, Five years from now, what do you have for projects and plans? Hopefully I will have figured out the algorithm of Facebook marketing by in five years. I'm joking. I, um, by then it will be obsolete, I'm told. Hopefully. <laughs> by my kids. <laughs> hopefully. Um, no, I hope to have the studio done. I hope to have, uh, I've been looking for models for years. I love painting uh, human form, especially I'm, I'm dying to find people that are willing to be outside under the sun, right. clothed or unclothed. I don't, I don't even care at this point, mm -hmm. um, just to study color and mm -hmm. to, to get those paintings in. I feel like that's one of my need cool. to need mm -hmm. to paint things. Nice. Start a club. Don't they have those? They used to have one in uh, Gunquit for years, the model, painting models. Maybe in a Gunquit. In Standish, there's a lot of Coors Light and Lake Boat people. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. And I'm sure they're not listening. Oops. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you never know. You, you don't know who will come out of the woodwork if you, you don't, if you don't yeah. try. Right. All right. What do you have for the best advice for somebody starting out as a painter who wants to make it? Oh, to make it. Um, well, what is, yeah, what is making it? Right. What is making it? Um, well, I would say no matter what, paint what you feel you need to paint. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard you try to be painter XYZ, you will eventually just be you. Hmm. So cut off, you know, cut off the long road and just 
Just do yeah. it from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean just, you know, paint garbage and put it on Instagram and, you know, but it does mean work out what makes you right. feel happy and put that out there. Good. Good advice there. What about technical? You got some technical advice? Any secrets? Hmm. Or your favorite tools? Well, technically, I would say stay, stay abstract as long as possible. Hmm. I would say... As long as possible, you mean in, in the creation of the painting? In the creation of I the see. painting. Um, if you don't get into those details <laughs> and things until the end, uh, then you've, you've set your painting up. Okay. You know, you, you've really set it up to be a, uh, hopefully a strong abstract statement. You've set up proportions for things that need to be drawn properly. And then you've set up those proportions before details are, are implemented, and then it won't get the labored look. Mm. Again, I've had bad, you know, good days and bad days. I've mm. done both very recently. So it's not a, it's a struggle. It's a constant. Yeah, I mean, that's when I, I ruin it. That's when I kill them, when I start the details. So, but I, your snowman painting was so abstracted till the end. I, I, now that I know it, that you say that. It I mean, was, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very nice to tell. Thank you. Um, I would say one of the things also, if I could get into people's heads on on drawing, which I know I never share a drawing, I'll start. I'll change that, I promise. On this podcast, you have my word. Um, just because things are connected doesn't mean you have to draw everything that's connected. Mm. If you draw just what catches your eye, and in painting, if you only put detail where something catches your eye right. or where you want an eye to catch, um, mm. those are important things. I'd like to see that practiced more. Right. I'd like to practice it myself more. Mm. I'm not on a soapbox here. And when you start teaching, that's what you'll be pushing. Yeah, yeah, I have a, that abstraction. a few good things to talk about, maybe. Nice. Very nice. Okay, if you could spend the day with any painter, we could do living or, or past. Past. Well, would it be? I think the painters in the past speak different languages. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. if I could. You know, I'd love to get in Monet's air, Cezanne, mm -hmm. Valentin Serov. Uh, there's lots of guys like that. I mean, pick almost any Russian impressionist that's mm -hmm. passed. I would love a day of painting with them. Alive, though? Can I go two? Can you what? Can I do two people? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> two dates. <laughs> I'm going to go with two two day dates, please. Um, uh, one is that I love painting with, with Colin Page. Okay. Um, he's just, every time I paint with him, I come away with... Uh, well, it's just a refreshing day. Mm. I feel like we uh, we have a good banter and, and I always learn something, even if it's not about painting. It's, it's one of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, and two is Kyle Martin, which I'm sure most New Englanders don't know of him, but look him up. Okay. Um, not a lot online with his work. He's out in Wisconsin. And uh, I just love that guy. He's mm. salt of the earth. Kyle Martin. Yes. And how did you meet him? Uh, we met probably in 2000, 2008, maybe online. And mm. then in 2000, I want to say 2011, it was a 12 that I went out to Plain Air Festival in Door County. Mm -hmm. And he had, we met then and he had set up a workshop um, for me to teach. And, you know, he's just a great guy. Mm. You see his work and you'll, you understand. All right. Do you have a funny or strange experience in plein air painting or otherwise? Hmm. 
I'll tell you my, my very, one of my very first plein air attempts. Okay. This is going back to 2000, maybe 2004. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was earlier than that. Excuse me. I'm, it's hard to keep track of these things, but mm-hmm. at, the, at the time I was cutting fabric um, and inspecting fabric at this place in Mansfield, Massachusetts. And at night I was taking um, courses that were down in the school of design. I took, uh, I'd taken a drawing class mm-hmm. and then a color theory class, which I dropped. That's another story. Mm-hmm. But so I was down in, in Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, so I'd set up early one morning. I was working part time at the Jerry's Artorama that was there, Art Supply Warehouse. I forget the name. And, um, and these two guys had been out from the night before and they were drunk. It was really early in the morning. I mean, yeah. it must have been like it was somewhere around six. And they were yelling things over to me like, have my painting ready. And, like, <laughs> and I don't think they realized I was six foot four and, you know, not a small guy. And I don't know. What and you but were it, painting. I was painting. I was like, OK, guys, whatever, you know. I was from Taunton, oh, Massachusetts. No. They were not going to phase me. I was, yeah. I'm good. And, um, and they were talking, and, you know, it was kind of threatening in a way, and, mm-hmm. you know. And then when they came over, you know, I, I expected it. I mean, I backed up from the easel. I thought something, oh, you know, no. I don't know. If, yeah. You don't know. And um, they really complimented the painting, and they were really sweet, and they were definitely <laughs> drunk. You could smell it. And, uh, yeah, they were really nice up close. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Nice. Well... I have really enjoyed this, getting to know you, and look forward to see what you do in the future. Thank you. Long yeah. future ahead. And your work is fantastic. So thank you very much for coming down. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Let's, before we leave, it's um, your website is danielcorey.com. Correct. Okay. And Instagram is dandelion underscore Corey. Yes. Or there's also Daniel Corey paintings. Oh, there's two. Yeah. Um, Again, so I can post ridiculous, um, you know, personal things on my own. But you can, I'm you can, sorry, you, you I just could, gave away the wrong one. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, you can, you <laughs> okay, can, give me the other if, one. What if you it? want more, yeah, if you want more variety and spice in your painting posts, then, then go with Dandelion Corey. Um, okay. But if you want strictly paintings, uh, yeah, Daniel Corey paintings. Daniel Corey paintings on Instagram. All right. We'll see both sides of the coin then. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.